You're listening to. Welcome to Fresh Creatives, where we build stories from your ideas. Welcome back to Fresh Creatives. Happy New Year! Happy New pew, 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 pew. My name is Marvin Yue. I'm here with my co-host. Just you. And it is our first episode of 2019. Hopefully not our only episode of 2019. <laughs> we'll see. It's, it's been a busy few months. Yeah, but thank you all for joining us, for hanging around. I know we promised a Christmas episode, but things happened. I went to China. I went to Florida. And uh, this is actually the first time I've seen Jess since two months. The last time we recorded, probably. Yes. Or yes. I don't know. Yes. Yeah. We're very cosmopolitan <laughs> or international. You know, Marvin jets off to Asia and Shanghai and Taiwan. I mean, and I've, su- I've survived the authoritarian regime of mainland China. I've survived the soul crushingness of central coast Florida. Which. In a way, it's also an authoritarian regime. It's it's something. It's something. <laughs> Let me tell you, nothing kills the spirit like eating dinner at 5 p.m. at the Olive Garden with, with you know, Gretchen, <laughs> who has a tank of oxygen in the booth next to her. I was following your Instagram stories, and you were, like, being possessed by Florida. It was you were, a lot. You have no choice. It were, just It were, just washes over you, like, creeps into you, like, it, like... You it's were like a, exploring the swamps. I explored the swamp. We went, we went airboating. We went. I swam with manatees. That was actually wonderful. <laughs> uh, went to Disney World. Like basically anything to get out of Port St. Lucie County, <laughs> which is where my boyfriend lives. So, oh my god, I can't think. I can think of nothing more depressing than being a doctor in Florida. Yeah, and I realized it sounds so fake. Like when I tell people like where oh, they're like where's your boyfriend i'm like oh yeah he's um he's like in florida but he's a he's a doctor like it sounds made up it sounds I mean, like no, a, it sounds I mean, like a canadian boyfriend they need doctors in florida they do there's a lot of know, old yeah. people there are so many old people and they're like so there's like there's like this like cottage bagel industry in port st Lucie because all the old snowbirds are from like new york so um. i guess they want their bagels i've not tried any of them i have no I have no hopes for them. Do they but call them bagels? Bagels? I have no idea. You know, that's <laughs> another thing. Like, I don't know anyone else there. So I basically was trapped in the apartment for two weeks, mm. waiting for my boyfriend to come home from work. And then he would, like, be the only person I would talk to for two weeks. And it's nice for, like, the first few days, like, rest and relaxation. And I'm mean, still working and, like, answering emails and working remote. But... Like, I was going crazy, like cabin crazy, but like in Florida, so they don't have cabins, like condo crazy. (laughs) And then I watched like all these episodes about Florida. Like I watched the Brooklyn Nine-Nine episodes where they were in the witness protection program in Florida, and it is 100% correct. That is exactly what it feels like. Uh, Well, I'm glad you survived. Thank you. Thank you. I hope I don't have to go back for a little bit, but we'll see. See, I had, I think I had a better time in Asia. Just yes, because, you definitely like, had a better time in Asia. My people eating good food. There's no Asian family. food there, so I had to go and like cook. So I was just like, I'm gonna try to cook Asian food, and thank God there's like one small Asian market that's like pretty damn good. Uh-huh. 
So I was like there. I was literally there every single day. But round trip, it's like a 40 minute drive. Mm. So I'm like driving out 20 minutes to buy like rice and like Vita soy. And oh my God, they had like the Chinese lapchang sausage frozen. I was like, I'll take it. <laughs> and like trying to like finagle like Chinese dishes. Uh. And I don't cook. No one, in, no one in Southern California like actually cooks Chinese food. Like my parents don't even cook Chinese food. It's at home. Yeah. No, you just go and get takeout because it's cheaper and it's easier. And then when you're and then when you're dropped in a place where there's like no Asian food or good Asian food, you realize that in the words of uh, that one Mari Kondo episode, does this part joy? No, you're not being set up for success. I was totally not being <laughs> set up for success. But I made a Hanan Jifa and a Hanan chicken rice. It was bomb. Wow. Wow. I just boiled the chicken. Life skills. But yes, yes. <laughs> well, we're here today. I survived from here. It's okay. New year. Yeah. We're here this new year. We're gonna we're gonna commit our new year's resolution is to create a ton of new bullshit stories. You for never you. told me this was a new year's resolution. I it's feel my, like if it's a it's my new year's resolution. I've always tricked you into being my co-host for the, for the time. I being, know. I feel so. like yes, I'm down. That's fine. <laughs> um, um, I'll go with it. Yeah. And you've graciously fell into my trap. So now you're here in our studio. Thanks. Ready to create. Help me. Yes, let's do this. All right. What's our first prompt? Okay. So if this is your first time listening, basically, um, this podcast is a story building podcast uh, where we make up stories based on a writing prompt that we generate randomly. And then we're going to generate three story ideas and then pick one to flesh out into the next big... Like, we should eventually make one of these into... I want to make... I, I'm Something. pitching all of my actor director friends. I was like, okay, I just I pitched the um the howler the howler to Desmond, <laughs> and he's like, I was like, Desmond, you need to play the hot guy with like the man bun, like the hot Chinese guy with the yeah. man bun. And he's like, I might be into Obviously. this. And one of my goals this year is to bring in more like storytellers and writers, professional authors, ones. professional ones who like maybe they don't get the opportunity to just go hog wild on their ideas, and, or like they can just yeah. kind of riff and not actually have to write it. Yeah. <laughs> This is, this is the writing's the hard part. We're basically yes anding things into existing. Yes. So and <laughs> uh, so yeah. So th- for this episode, um, like the last one, we're using the story prompt generator at thestoryshack.com. Uh, so thanks for them t- for creating this thing. Uh, basically, it's going to generate a genre, a character, a material like an item, um, a sentence, and a bonus like wildcard thing. All right, so, let's you ready? Go. Yes. That's our first prompt is a comedy featuring a pilot. Mm-hmm. Um, it has to include glass. Mm-hmm. Uh, the sentence is, I don't need any sleep. Oh, that's, that's, that's great coming bonus, from a pilot. The bonus wild card is your character is dying. <laughs> so, okay. Okay. Like a fatalist comedy about a pilot who's dying. Okay. And there's glass in it. So maybe like glass, I don't know, slippers. I don't know why I'm thinking of Cinderella. Glass, like, oh, glass, maybe like Die Hard. Oh. Because I saw Die Hard for the first time in Florida. For the first time? For the first time in its entirety in Florida. So is it a Christmas movie? Yes, definitely a Christmas movie, <laughs> 1000%. Not only that, it's a Harry Potter movie because they're sneaking around Alan Rickman, a.k.a. Snape, and trying to get away with shenanigans. So really, if you think about it, so this is off tangent, but I just have to make this argument. Alan Rickman is the king of Christmas movies between Mm. the Harry Potter series, Die Hard, and Love Actually. Bam. (laughs) 
So Alan Rickman's our pilot. One of my favorite things <laughs> about Alan, so it's the ghost of Alan Rickman. The ghost. He's, so we're gonna we're, resurrect. We're, we're Alan gonna Rickman. we're gonna do like the Star Wars thing where we we're CGI Alan, Alan Rickman's face, face onto something. Yes. Yes. But I think Alan Rickman should be our pilot. Okay. Mm-hmm. I would love to see Alan Rickman in a comedy. With this deep, like yeah, deadpan delivery, water, brilliant. <laughs> um, okay, so he's dying. What is he dying of? I mean, it's a comedy, so should it be something like completely ridiculous? Yes, like maybe like a disease that like who dies from that anymore? Like I don't know, smallpox or something. Small- I don't know. Like. <laughs> I feel like we shouldn't. Joke, I mean, smallpox though, is like coming back because people true. are not vaccinating <laughs> against it. Um, herd immunity is important. Um, um, okay, let's... how about um, he's being targeted by an assassin? Maybe like who gets targeted by an assassin these days? Right, like a hitman or something. Who who gets? He's a yes. He he witnessed a mob murder or something. Yeah, and so but he's a pilot, and now he's like the the assassin is like on his plane and he has to find a way to like shenanigans stop the murder without like freaking people out because we live in a post 9-11 world and he doesn't want like to lose his license (laughs) or like freak out his passengers Uh uh-huh and then there's there has to be it's like kind of home alone-ish where like he breaks glass and the the assassin has to like step over (laughs) it yeah and um the sentence has to be i don't need any sleep so maybe like Someone asked him, well, do you need some rest? He's like, I don't need any sleep. I don't need any sleep. <laughs> I don't need any sleep. <laughs> Should the assassin be played by Daniel Radcliffe? Ooh, I like where you were going. I was thinking like Danny DeVito. Maybe oh. both. It's a Home Alone situation where you have, you have Joe Pesci. Well, Who's thinking- the funny Joe Pes- Pes- Pesci? Pesky, Pesky, Pesci, Pesci. I think it's Pesci. Pesci. It's Danny DeVito, right? He's like the funny Joe Pesci. <laughs> He's like the comedy version. Yeah, of Joe like Pesci. if you're like, I want Joe Pesci, but funny, you choose Danny DeVito. <laughs> Danny DeVito and Daniel Radcliffe, the two Dans. I mean, if we're talking like, if we're just trying to make like a a send up to Die Hard, can it be the guy that plays Carl Winslow? Is he still around? Yeah, he he'd be. Oh yeah, but he'd be like the like the guy on the ground. Right? He, yeah, he'd be like controller. the air traffic guy, like helping him, yeah. or he'd be like a, a sassy flight attendant, <laughs> right? Like like yes, okay. <laughs> Hard shoveling death and like pilots I know. into a comedy, but okay, we can do this. I mean, we've turned this into a Home Alone in the Sky, Home Alone in the Sky, and also a bottle episode type of thing <laughs> where it's all on the plane. Yeah. And we have to make it a comedy somehow. Yeah. I mean, physical comedy. I mean, airplane is one of the greatest comedies ever made, and it takes place on a plane. <laughs> Are so. we going to make it like airplane where everything's kind of absurdist? Oh, yeah, definitely. Okay. It's also like, you know, the weirdest shit happens on planes, right? That's true. I once got into like a six hour passive aggressive elbow off with my seatmate. Mm like legitimately we're just playing elbow chicken (laughs) so so okay i mean yeah there has to be some like absurd constraint so that um maybe oh how about because there has to be some sort of crazy constraint to like add to the comedy right so on the on the killer side maybe the co-pilot is also like incapacitated somehow some some sort of airplane shenanigan right like they ate the fish right or something and 
and Alan Rickman is the only pilot available. Yeah, maybe he's not even the pilot to begin with, um, but he has to man- become take the mantle of the pilot. Yeah, because if so, if the killer, if the if the hitman does kill Alan Rickman, there's no one to land the plane. Yeah, right. <laughs> So, so we really mixed Home Alone, Die Hard, and Airplane together. I love it. Okay. Next prompt. <laughs> All right. This is an adventure mm-hmm. starring a capsulist. <laughs> Don't they all technically start capitalists, like looking for treasure? But okay, yes. Uh, the material or the item is a lot of money, obviously. <laughs> uh-huh. The sentence is never. And the bonus is your character is very shy. <laughs> So we have a shy capitalist who has to... Yeah, so someone like... Like a startup intra- entrepreneur. Yeah, or a um, a like a robber baron. Mm-hmm. Like oil baron or... But he's shy. Right. He's shy. I think we have to go... Uh, it's an adventure, right? So he has to find something. Like he has to be set on a quest, right? Yeah. To like save his company. Does he even have to be a company to save? What's more capitalist hmm. than? I'm thinking of. I'm thinking. Okay, I'm thinking of something along the lines of national treasure. Yes. Where you're digging into the history of the like origins of capitalist America, like. You have someone who's the heir of like maybe some real old money shit. Mm-hmm. Like he finds bonds or something. Or he's just, he's just like, yeah, he's just like, he's, he's the heir of like one of the original like industries of America, mm-hmm. right? And then, but then something happens where he has to dig into the past. And then so we send them on an adventure a la National Treasure, like seeking out the origins of his family as it as it relates to the founding fathers and maybe the Native Americans or like the original European settlers. And there's like this deep, like kind of, you know, mystical secret or something. And through it, we explore the origins of, through it, he discovers that his family's fortune is built on blood and like slavery and, yeah. and exploitation, sweatshops. I mean, all those things. Yeah. And, at the end, he becomes a better person. <laughs> okay, I don't know. okay, but, I like this. I like this. And then there needs to be some sort of like intrepid reporter person that like the Diane Kruger. Yeah, or the the I don't I forgot his character Justin, but, but the Nicholas Cage character from the Treasure Hunter. Yes, who finds this reclusive millionaire to like he's searching for he's searching for like hidden gold from like hidden maybe like hidden Mexican gold or hidden like Indian gold, quote unquote. Some greedy treasure hunter who like seek like seeks out this this like reclusive heir and takes them on a journey, and so the conflict be- becomes between um, this heir realizing the bloody history of his family's fortune and versus this treasure hunter who um, just wants to get rich. Money. He could be Sean Bean. Sean Bean did play that character. Sean in, Sean Bond. Treasure. Yeah. Or Sean Bean. Yes. Bean. <laughs> yes. Um, who's the Asian Sean Bean? Who's the Asian? Hmm. Rick Yoon. That's true. Mm, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Bad guy in Fast and the Furious. Yeah. Excellent. And James Bond. Ooh, yeah. yeah. He was Diamond he's Face. A, he's a great... Or Ken Young. Mm. Ken Young's a little more like cerebral, I think. Yeah. But it would work. <laughs> okay. Okay. Capitalist action film. Yeah. That's Listen. a critique of modern capitalism. <laughs> All right. Last story prompt. Genre is epic. <gasps> 
Dun, dun, dun. The character is a fascist. Ooh, no, okay. I guess it's a character in it, so okay. that would obviously be the bad guy. Right? Or maybe it's, okay, just read the rest <laughs> of the problem. Maybe it's like a fascist who learns like the error of his ways. <laughs> or like maybe, yeah, maybe it's... I don't know if fascists deserve redemption arcs. <laughs> they, they really don't. They really don't. <laughs> the material is a mysterious liquid. So now we're going to Marvel territory. Yes, like this sounds movie. or this sounds like Wonder Woman. Let's be real. <laughs> uh, the sentence is "Do not leave me." Do not leave me. Okay. And the bonus is <laughs> the story takes place in space. Ooh, wait! So this is Star Wars. Well, the Empire is fascist. Yes, this yeah. is Star Wars. So basically, are we just talking about the prequel movies? Maybe, or could it be? Star Trek, but if the Federation was fascist. <gasps> that sounds terrible. <laughs> like like if the space Nazis won and they had like a Starfleet. Well, I mean, that's technically Star Wars again. Yeah, but, but we follow <laughs> the good guys, the, the people who aren't that's fascist. True. So, yeah. So, obviously, the good guys will be the resistance. Like, are there going to be like an already existing resistance or are they going to be like conscientious objectors within the fascist regime or is this because obviously the fascist character from this prompt is going to be the bad guy yes right because unless we make it the prequel movies how they become a fascist yeah i don't know if i want to explore that though (laughs) again i mean mean, there's no way around it this is a version of star wars this is the next star wars movie (laughs) so how i mean it's it's almost like you can even think of it as solo because he basically was joined the military, right? He joined the empire. Yeah, but Hansel wasn't a fascist. I mean, but he joined the military. He joined the fascist military. Oh, no, like that's he like he got kicked out, but he joined. <laughs> so, I mean, is this like the next movie in the extended Star Wars universe where we follow someone from? Like, what if it's someone who's only pretending to be a fascist? Well, okay, remember, this is something that we might want to make ourselves so I don't get sued by Lucasfilm or anything. It's in space, Marvin. It's in <laughs> space. It's already, you uttered the word space and it's already out of our budget. That's true. <laughs> um, I don't know. It might be interesting to, like, maybe a double agent, someone who's been deep in the um, Empire S, whatever the equivalent of the fascist mm. empire or i'm just gonna go around with this this isn't the star wars extended universe we're making a star wars movies because i want to build a new world right now it's too it's friday i'm checked out already but like maybe it's someone who has been um who was turned and is now trying to work as a double agent within the fascist empire because right. what we don't have like double double like it's a psychological be right. really tense because the stories of star wars is always about the war side, like the battles yeah. and like the strategic like stuff. You know, you never really, cause you have to realize for a resistance like that to exist, you need people so on the inside. So much intel. You need right? so much intel. They're so yeah. underfunded. So they have to, they can't yeah. outgun them. They I have mean, to. Even when they first started, they had to have the support of Imperial senators before mm-hmm. it was dissolved by the emperor mm-hmm. during a new hope. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> this is how democracy. <laughs> This is how democracy dies with applause. Right. And yeah, there has to be stories of people within the fascist organization who like who have to turn. Yeah, right? so think like Mission Impossible in the Star Wars universe. Like much more intrigue, much more double crossing, much mm. more like playing that Which psychological Mission Impossible line. though. I the love f- all the Mission Impossible. Even number two? 
the John Woo yes, debacle? Yes, I do. I do. If you haven't realized this by now, Marvin, I love trash. <laughs> so, um, yes, I do love all of them. But having seen Fallout, where there was like four double crosses, spoiler alert, sorry, there's like four double crosses in that movie. I was like, oh, that was great. <laughs> That's hard, though. I don't want to think yeah. about a double cross right now. Well, I like the idea of a like a spy story within the Star Wars universe. Yeah, I mean, like Rogue One, but even deeper. Yeah, well, Rogue One was still about military operations, yes. right? Yes. But then this but is basically a- cast. Well, I think they are making a Cassian Andor, um, <laughs> like series. Mm. But basically, Diego Luna, Cassian Andor is like my number one. He's my hall pass. I, I would s- love to see another movie in that vein. I want to see something without any. We- like without any weapons, I want to no, without any wet work, like wet any work. like assassinations or that kind of because that's what Cassian specialized in, right? Now this has become a Star Wars podcast. Welcome to our Star Wars podcast, Fresh Creatives. Is that a bad thing though? <laughs> I think everything should turn into a Star Wars podcast. I want to see maybe the Americans, yes, in Star in Wars, Star Wars. Yeah, yes, kind of like the much more intrigue, of the spy, like mm-hmm. dead drops. Like, how do you get this information to your handler without? the empire noticing mm-hmm. right mm-hmm. Mm. much more psychological much more stealthy yeah. the spy stuff much more about the dangers like the, the true dangers of like what it takes to resist a fascist yeah. regime and then the moral dilemma right like i'm sure our character's gonna encounter moments where he has to do shit he or she does not want to mm. to keep his cover yeah and like how do you balance how do you balance doing stuff for the overall good when individually you're asked to like do so many bad things? Like yeah. I'm sure he had to torture someone. Yeah. He or she had to torture someone. Or, or like, order like yeah, someone. order some terrible. Yeah, he, yeah. he would. The, I feel like the character would be probably be pretty high up and like <laughs> have to like make some calls or like to sacri- Oh yeah. <laughs> All right, so we got our three ideas. We got the Star Wars spinoff. <laughs> we got Die Hard on a plane, but also airplane. And we have um, capitalist capitalist adventure, national capitalist treasure. Adventure, but the treasure, treasure isn't yeah. like a symbolic treasure; it's like literally money. Yeah. Uh, what's jumping out at you? I'm fine with any, but I, I always love a good a- adventure movie. I'm also thinking adventure. Yeah, because I feel like not that I don't want to talk more about Star Wars, yeah. but if we go Star Wars, we're going to talk about Star we're gonna Wars. Talk about we're going to talk Wars. some Star Wars. We're going to talk about that's, Star Wars. That's bonus content for you guys if you support our Patreon that I haven't made yet. <laughs> oh, you have a Patreon? I don't. Okay. I'm just kidding. I'm just 2019, kidding. Marvin. 2019. New year. I know. We need to start valuing ourselves more. Mm. Valuing our time. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm good with the, with the capitalist. The capitalist? Is that what it's called? Maybe. I like it. I think the treasure hunter should be Liam Neeson. Liam Neeson? He's been in a lot of movies with The Blank. The Commuter. <laughs> That's what I'm thinking about. The mm. Commuter. The Capitalist. Like I the gruff. I feel like, yeah. Or he should be part of it. Because he yeah. has that like kind of, you know, British sensibility that adds. He's Irish. Is Irish he Irish? Sensi- he's Irish. Is, is he? I think he's Irish. Oh. North Irish, right? Like from Belfast? Belfast? Maybe. Belfast? Yeah. Okay. Okay. So who's our who's our um shy protagonist? Well, the protagonist is gonna be I don't know if they should oh maybe hmm. Nick Jonas maybe Nick Nick Jonas does not look shy. Do you do you see how hard Nick Jonas Jonas peacocks? Okay. <laughs> so this would be a great acting exercise for him. <laughs> the, the, like <laughs> 
Like he's so shy to talk to people who just spends all his time in the gym getting swole. I just feel like our shy capitalist needs to be a very good looking guy. I mean, there are good looking guys who like don't look like they're going to like break out of their suits. <laughs> um, um, how, how What age range are you thinking about? Probably like mid 20s. Okay. Uh, maybe like, are you thinking a dude? Probably a dude. It could be a girl. Haley Steinfeld, put her in everything. Yes. Okay. Haley Steinfeld, I like it. Haley Steinfeld. Yes. So maybe she's like a millennial. She just graduated. She's looking at a shitty ass job market. Bad, bad job stability. Like underpaid. Yeah. Maybe she's one of those. She. Okay. She. She's the heir of this old American like capitalist family, but she doesn't want anything to do with them. Or, yeah. Hmm. I wonder because we do, we, do we want her to start off spoiled and rich? Or maybe the treasure hunter finds her because she is not, like, she's the last heir of this family. But and she doesn't know. She doesn't it. know it. But, like, yeah. through some, like, legal, like, lost paperwork loophole, she ends up being, like, the heir of this like old, mega old money, American money. It's like fortune. one of these families where you're not sure where their money comes from. Yeah, but they're loaded. Yeah, like the Kennedys. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I guess where does where did their money come from? Insider trading, <laughs> actually, though. Um, and button and the button button fact store. Right. Basically, there was no money, and then the their like great grandmother like owned a store. She made some like startup money, and then like insider okay. trading. Um. But her family would, would go back to, like, one of the founding families of, like, let's say, I don't know. Let's Massa- go to Canada, like, Massachusetts. Massachusetts. It's always yeah. Massachusetts. Okay. It was, but Massachusetts was a, was that a pilgrim? Yeah, that's a religious colony. I feel like it needs to be Virginia. Like a money colony? Yeah. Yeah. Okay, Virginia. Yeah. yeah, that makes sense. Virginia Company. Yeah, yeah. makes sense. Oh, uh, and so she's like the heir to like whatever the Virginia Company, like a, like a vast one of those Virginia Company Virginia offshoot. Yeah offshoot company before it lost its fun maybe it never did maybe diversified into oil into other things it's everything bad that made america what it is yeah like oil railroads like agriculture cotton tobacco tobacco. okay 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 and so um yeah and then the treasure hunter is i think treasure i think the treasure hunter should be rick yoon Rick Yoon. Okay, yeah. so Rick Yoon comes. So, so, so she's living her life. She's like trying. She's struggling to get by, and then Rick Yoon pops or up. Or should we reunite her with Hayden? Hayden See though, Hayden's too young to be. I don't know. Hayden Reed's really young in my head. Because mm. maybe because like he played a seventeen-year-old boy. He, he he can be in the crew. Yeah, and he's he could be the love interest in the crew. Oh yeah, and then there's like some conflict because because right. at the end of the day, Rick Yoon is like nefarious, right? He's like yeah. he you think he's, he's after yeah you you think he's after history and like he presents as Indiana Jones, but he's actually opposite Indi- Indiana Jones. <laughs> Illinois Smith. <laughs> <laughs> okay, um, or even like. Because there's, there's even some issues with Indiana Jones being like, it belongs to the museum. Like, no, it belongs with the people. He right? also, yeah. like, destroyed, like, what he would steal and treasure would is, like, significantly less valuable than, like, everything he destroys yeah. getting to the treasure. He's a terrible archaeologist. 
And maybe he has a history of finding these great artifacts, but only presents them in like American and European museums. Is this Rick Yoon? Yeah, the Rick Yoon archaeologist. But so, but he comes off as a good guy for us, right? Yeah. So we need like another party who's like you know. She I feel like he needs to be guy. a white guy at this point. Then so right. he should be Rick. So he should be Liam Neeson. Yeah. And Rick Yoon should be the good guy. So like Rick. I think Liam Neeson needs to present himself as like, yes, I'm like a, I'm with the American Foundation yeah. of X Y Z, and it's like, oh, that that group over there led by Rick Yoon, he's actually like, they're from North Korea, like preying on like yeah. like xenophobia <laughs> and stuff. But then in the end, Rick Yoon is like with the Smithsonian. <laughs> <laughs> right. I I don't know how we're gonna get there, but I think it should end with Haley Steinfeld's character taking the money she ends up getting, and then giving reparations to yeah. all of like the uh, the ancestors of like the slaves and like all the like indentured servants <laughs> and like and like sweatshop workers that her family exploited like to make their fortune kind of so yeah, so <laughs> i mean now i'm thinking of like black panther <laughs> that's know? not bad um but should the message be the solution is more money or hmm I feel like that's above our pay grade. Some, at some <laughs> okay, but basically, so yeah. she's working her like day to day job, and then like, um, you see like, like we have to have the first like ep- like epic battle chase scene, right? Like mm. what what sets it off? So so Liam Neeson comes, and he's like, "Hey, are you X Y Z?" Maybe there's an attempt at kidnapping at first. Ooh, yeah. So so Rick Yoon's trying to kidnap her? No, Liam Neeson. But is Lisa, Liam Neeson going to do like the double cross? Okay, so Liam Neeson... He's trying to... So so this is like the reveal later on, right? Where you realize that Liam Neeson's crew was the original kidnappers. Oh. So, so before... Maybe Liam Neeson tries to charm her. And then she like turns him down. And so... Liam Neeson, quote unquote, saves her from a kidnapping. Okay, that he set up. Yeah, and that starts the adventure. Yeah. So what's the like final thing? Because like adventure and movies end with like there's like a MacGuffin, right? Yeah. That they're or how about okay, Liam Neeson convinces her like so. Rick Yoon's team is trying to protect her yes. from Liam Neeson's team, but Liam Neeson's team gets there first. Gets there first and tricks her into thinking Rick Yoon's team, team is the is bad the guys. Yes, yeah. yes, yes. Yeah. So he's like, come with me yeah. if you want to live. <laughs> okay. Right. So, so what are they ultimately looking for and why do they need her? Something from her family. Like maybe like a – there's going to be all sorts of like national treasure bullshit in this, right? Yeah. Like just like full history, yeah. Illuminati bullshit, like, like Templar stuff, a, right? There's a there's a message on the back of yeah. – there's a hidden alleyway in yeah. Wall Street. Maybe there's something that only she can do. Maybe like a – a family heirloom or a account that legally can't open without someone like the legal heir from the family, right? Um, but where is it? It's a, it's in like Switzerland or right. something, right? Or I feel like it'd be like, hey, come with me. We're going to go to the bank. Yeah. <laughs> right? Like there has to be some kind of like... They have, have to be. They have they to get have from point to, A to B. They're looking for something. They have to go. Wh- which colony was the one that disappeared? Roanoke. Yeah. In Virginia. Yeah. yeah. They have to go to Roanoke. They have to find something in Roanoke. Yeah. Okay. So, but why does she need? So, is it mythical now? Is it? Are we talking about like? Um. 
I think that's the rub. Like, what is what is something that only she can do? And what, <laughs> yeah, like she's like in her early twenties. She's like, I mean, is it something? Yeah, is it something legal? Is it something mystical? It has to be something mystical. This is an adventure movie. That's true. Maybe something that only responds to her blood. Oh, this is getting Laura Crofty. I like it. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> only her blood. Yeah. Okay, so she has to go. So they she, where where is she originally? Like that? Like she's in New York originally, and she has to make their to make their way to Roanoke. <laughs> mm, I mean, is this a chase scene, or I feel like we need to have like different set pieces, right? Yeah. So maybe starts in New York. And then they need to go to the National Archives for something to look something up. No, it's about capitalism. They have to go somewhere like the Federal Reserve or like oh, that's true. Or like it is Wall about Street. Capitalism. Yeah, it has yeah. like what's the most capitalist place you can think of? Like in the old bank. They have to search out like Alex Hamilton's descendants <laughs> to find something. <laughs> oh damn! This is topical. We're bringing in him. Right, so, but basically, um, so like maybe like this family lent. The United States a lot of money in the beginning to set up this federal bank that he wanted. So like he has some kind of record. So she has to go. The first stop is Alexander Hamilton's house. But then that's when Rick Yoon's people attacks <laughs> for the first time, right? And they have to like evade Rick Yoon's crew. Yeah. And then uh, I'm sure if this does become a thing, we'll have a, a team of historians to make up bullshit that we can use. Yes. But, yeah. So what's the next stop? They're led on a, like, step-by-step chase. Yes, right? yes. So first stop is Alexander Hamilton's house. Mm. So then they find the clue, the which is... first stop is, is Federal uh, Reserve. Federal Reserve, which then is... Uh, they, there is a... Uh, what's the thing that unveils the the next clue? What's cool? Maybe some sort of... Misprinted uh, $10 bill. Oh. Because Alexander Hamilton's on the $10 bill. Ooh. Like, they're like, wait, that's not the right, uh, that's not the right motto on the $10 bill. What does that say instead? And there's like a riddle about. Right. Maybe they're looking for an account, like account somewhere. And they're tracing, they're, they're chasing the paper trail. Um, Marvin, it's an adventure. Think bigger. We were already talking about lost colonies of Roanoke and blood <laughs> packs, okay? They eventually get there. <laughs> uh, but it starts off as just like, oh, we just need you to... Yeah, we start off because they need her to... Go to the bank to try to catch... No, t- they need her like to access like old files that belong to her family, right? As like the yeah. sole heir of this yeah. old family. And then through that, they track like... They they start like it starts out like pretty simple. Yeah. I don't I don't think it gets crazy till halfway. I, okay, through, I think they just you know? need to go to like an old bank or something, yeah. right? And then they're like, oh, we haven't like that account hasn't been accessed in years. But yes, you have you meet the requirements. Like so, they open it as a safety deposit box, and all it's inside is a ten dollar bill. Yeah, they're like, what the fuck? Like this is the this is the like fortune, and you're like, wait, this ten dollar bill is not right. And say we got to go to Alexander Hamilton's house. No, they have to break into the Fed. They have to break into the Fed. Yeah. All right, okay. So they got to break into the Fed. They break into Fed. That's where our first chase yeah. scene happens. Oh, that's good. Good set pieces. Right. The Feds, and that's where they find like secret documents of these like hidden dealings uh-huh. from like America's founding or uh-huh. maybe throughout the. Um, like this is how the three fifth compromise was yeah. negotiated, and all this like terrible shit that like we had to do to like keep this country together. Yeah, and then they find stuff that leads them to George Washington's house. 
right. in Mount Vernon. Maybe they find out that her family was the broker of this of these deals, yeah. right? Or some sort of like yeah. shadow broker behind. Also, I recently saw this or listened to this other podcast about what a terrible person George Washington was in regards <laughs> to his slaves uh, and how he would like rotate his slaves so he could keep them what? because he was in Pennsylvania running Congress, running uh-huh. the government. And Pennsylvania was a free state. And they said, if you had a slave that was in P- Pennsylvania for longer than six months, they would automatically be freed. Mm. So he would deliberately like, oh. like switch out his slave. Like he made a, it was a very conscious effort to keep his slaves slaves. Um, so I think they should go to Mount Vernon. And then I think they should realize that George Washington's grave is actually a passageway <laughs> <laughs> into... Right, and then they'd be like, "I'm not going to decimate the grave of our founding fathers." Like we have to, <laughs> let's go. Right. So they go in, and then it leads us to maybe like this mine cart, maybe like an underground like train station that will take you to like Roanoke. We're trying to like, how do we connect it to the end, right? And we still haven't discussed what the end, like what the MacGuffin is yet, right? Is it treasure? It's a treasure. It's, it's, treasure? it's money, right? It's 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 immense buttloads of money. Yeah, maybe it's this mystical artifact that rumor has it uh, or legend has it once like belonged to this family. Does it just like make you an insane amount of money? <laughs> or maybe it's like it has mystical properties or something. Well, yeah, if you need a blood pack to get into it, it better have mystical properties. Right. So yeah, so they they follow this route, and maybe it's maybe it's cursed, like uh, like the golden chow, like the the Jesus's cup from from <laughs> Indiana Jones three, or the coin, the from... Holy Grail. That's what I was <laughs> Jesus's cup. Yes, or the coin from uh, Pirates Caribbean. Yes, yeah, maybe something something mystical, maybe something that'll give the holder some sort of power. That's the MacGuffin at the end of the tunnel, right? Yeah. Um, yeah, so all these trials while they're being chased by Rick Yoon's team. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then at some point in the middle, because we want to have this subplot with Hayden Tito, right? Yeah. Um, maybe they meet up at a bar or something in Virginia. And then like, they hit it off. But then she realizes that Hayden's with Rick Yoon's team, so she runs away. Like they, there should be a misunderstanding where they meet. There's a spark. Hayden obviously now wants to like you know protect her and help her, but then she thinks they're bad guys. He's still. Or what if he's with Liam Neeson's team and has to like decide whether or not oh, to maybe betray her or or to to like betray his. What's more team, interesting to you, Liam Neeson's team? Okay, and that's just then that just kind of keeps everything more tight. That's true because. This movie we're obviously making. <laughs> okay. Okay. So throughout this journey, she's kind of learning that not only her family, but the country has a bloody past when it comes to dealing with people of color, minorities, indigenous cultures. Mm-hmm. Uh, and she starts to like kind of, uh, does she start to feel responsible for it or... I mean, I think she has to like, I think she has to start off with that like very, you know, like that just graduated like mindset of like, she's like, I just want to make a shit ton of money and like mm. screw everyone else. And, and, you know, especially in this era where like people are 
quote unquote woke or arguably yeah. more quote unquote woke, right? And like, you know, there are people who are like, no, I don't want to participate in this system or like, I don't want to, I want to be more conscious about like how I live my life, like what right. I buy, how I live my And she's just in the beginning of the movie, it's kind of like, I don't care. Like, I just need to make money. Yeah. And like, maybe instead of like a, just like a, Maybe she starts out as like someone who's entering or someone who's in like the i banking world or something. Yeah, someone yeah, who's like, on Wall Street. Yeah, right? those like that that like intern. Power broker, yeah, yeah, who's just trying to yeah. like does not care about like any of like fucking anyone over. She's <laughs> just like I will fuck anyone over to make ends meet or mm-hmm. like to make money because maybe she did grow up not that rich. So maybe like the 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 lineage got lost at some point, and she's like grew up like poor, and she's like I'm not going to be that anymore. Like I have to like make as much, you know, those like Ruth. Like she wants to be she wants to be Wolf of Wall Street. Like, yeah, her hero's the Enron guy. I don't know. And then, yeah, like okay, so back to the beginning, the it starts with maybe the main branch of that family. All dying off. Yeah. <gasps> yeah. What's the most capitalist way to die? Private plane. Private crash. plane crashing. Yeah. <laughs> How? That's exactly what I was thinking about. Private plane crash because there's too much stuff. They wouldn't get rid of their. They wouldn't. They're like, we got to bail out. Like, no, that's okay. Yeah. Okay. So then she ends up being the sole heir of. This is very Downton Abbey, by the way. I like it. <laughs> okay. So. At some point, she has to decide. She has to realize that Liam Neeson is not who he says he is. Yeah. Yes. And also make a decision of what she wants to do with what she has now learned. Yes. Right. I feel like she has to. I feel like she should like seal Leo, Liam Neeson because Liam Neeson at the end is like he presents to her as like this nice like. Maybe he should even be like, "I was your family's like." make some bullshit about how he was his the fam the rich ass family mm-hmm. like the rich ass family's like security detail or something <laughs> and like he's here to like help her like i was your like i was a long time like servant or like you know like long time like caretaker of your family so now you're the family i'm gonna take care of you but then ends up he's really gonna double cross her at the very end well he's like he's their finder right he's the guy that finds the stuff that they want so right. i feel like he was their like con like I don't know what you call him today, but what the equivalent of like a butler would be from the old days. But he's like, he yeah, he's like he was like their concierge, they're like or like a fixer, they're a fixer, their yeah. assistant, and he comes off as like, well, the last will of the family was to like find you, and I will continue my mission, even like like I now serve you because you are my <laughs> you know like you are the next next of kin. But in reality, he's like been like harboring this bitter resentment towards that family for like years. Like they wouldn't pay him to like they wouldn't or, give him time they wouldn't give him time off to see his like sick mother or they wouldn't like like all the like terrible things that like employers do. <laughs> I feel like he's always he served the family to get at this artifact. Ooh, right? okay. That was the only reason. Like he's like he, he's actually a descendant of like another family from Roanoke or something. Maybe the Roanoke colony disappeared because of this artifact right oh yes i like this i like this yeah. okay like a like a saddam thing like they got too greedy and it like split like it like swallowed them whole or like a reverse saddam thing where yeah or this like this artifact gives them some sort of like power over i don't know like power of people or power over. do you think it just like enslaves people 
Maybe. Oh, that'd be terrible, but like very fitting for this capitalist movie. Like this artifact just like makes everyone do your bidding. Yeah. Like yeah. My controller. Or yeah. Sort of yeah. Like will control. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I like this. That's very capitalist. You know, people love that. <laughs> okay. Yeah. So at the very end, um, she has to decide who, like, maybe who to give the artifact to or to even open it. Like, to even open the chamber? I think she, like, seals it back in. Yeah. Like, for for good. Yeah. yeah. Because she also has to represent, like, kind of the hope of, like, democracy, I guess. Yeah, or, or, like, the future. Society to, like... Socialism. The third, like... <laughs> socialism. Not, I don't know. So, yeah. Because, well, like, we don't want it to be an entire indictment. Like, we don't want this to be, like, a super cynical movie. No. Because it's yeah. a fun adventure yeah. romp. But it has to be, like realizing like the lesson she learns is that she needs to be she needs to take more um she needs to have more compassion yeah for other people (laughs) and it's not all about money yeah i think she i think basically at the at the climax she like it's like like liam neeson gets his like hands on the artifact and she's he's using her like he's using it to like control these people around him and then i think she has to there has to be maybe Hayden at that point decides to like turn because he's seen like like this man's just gonna use this for evil around the world, and then they're able to like stop him and like seal him back into this right. like chamber. He like distracts him for enough time for her because she's probably immune to the effects, right? Ooh, maybe that's her family secret is she's immune to the effects. Immune. Does she steal it back from him, or does she find a way to destroy it? Do we need a sequel? That will. The sequel permit. Yes, it's Hollywood. We always need a sequel. So she's able to seal it back up with Liam Neeson in there Mm. and the bad guys. Like they make it out, but they make it out, right? Yeah. And at the end she you know becomes a better person. Yeah, she becomes a better Better person. person. She learns that money isn't everything, that there's that like ethics should matter and how we consume things. And then the last the last uh, shot should be Liam Neeson, like, hand reaching out. No, maybe it's just <laughs> a shot of the the sealed door to the chamber where they had their final confrontation, and you see, like, something glowing. Yeah. Or like a faint glow. Yeah. Right? Yeah. yeah. That's a sequel. <laughs> Damn. Okay. What do we call this? The Capitalist. Right. Is that to, is that to the commuter? Uh... Yeah, I think the capitalist. The capitalist. I think that's, you know, we, we've done a lot of the stories. That's fine. We've got the pharmacist, yeah, but the dude, howler, the capitalist. Yeah, I like movies with short titles because <laughs> I hate typing out like long ass titles. All right. So, so <laughs> the capitalist, fake starring Haley Steinfeld, Hayden Sito, Liam Neeson, and, and Rick, Rick Yoon. Yoon. I like that cast. Rick Yoon should come out in the last minute and help him out yeah. too. Or maybe he invites her to join his cause. Like, now that your eyes are open, you can join my cause. And that'll be the sequel. Because Liam Neeson, the, the first part villain shouldn't reappear till the third part of the trilogy, right? It's, it's a new Hollywood, Marvin. <laughs> we, can, we can make our own rules. But yeah. The, the Capitalist. Uh, premiering at Sundance. Yeah, I feel like this one has a way higher budget than the, our other ideas. Um, we had CGI werewolves in the last one. I don't. I don't know. 
CGI is not that cheap yet. <laughs> and I guess I'll do it for this episode <laughs> of Fresh Woo! Creatives. Um, I hope you enjoyed listening to us. Um, Basically recreate National Treasure. But better. But with like a it's woke, woke millennial It's woke, it's woke National Treasure. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, thank you, Jess, for joining me. Thanks for having me, Marvin. Yeah. Um, we'll be back next time for another story building sesh and like i said we're hoping to invite more guests this year too so you'll be hearing a lot of different voices people that are professional storytellers um as well as filmmakers and other creatives i have a lot of ideas on who to invite and we should be having a lot of fun if you enjoyed this last episode don't forget to subscribe to us on itunes google play music or wherever you find your podcasts uh, give us a nice review on itunes if you have the chance uh, follow us on twitter at fresh x creatives this podcast is a proud member of the Potluck Podcast Collective, a collective of Asian American hosted podcasts featuring unique voices and stories from the Asian American community. You can find our other shows such as the Collabcast, the Calls Bruce, Good Muslim, Bad Muslim, and more by going to the website podcastpotluck.com. I also want to thank Visual Communications. We're recording this episode at the Potluck Podcast Studios located within the Visual Communications office in downtown Los Angeles, California. Uh, Visual Communications is an amazing organization um, supporting Asian American filmmakers uh, with programs such as the Los Angeles Asian Pacific Film Festival and the Armed with Camera Fellowship. You can check out some more of their programs by going to vconline.org. And with that, Jess... Happy New Year. Happy New Year. Looking forward to a great New Year, holiday. new you. <laughs> that's, that's such a lie. You're the same person. And we'll see you all next time. All right, bye. Bye.